Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. Hope you are having an awesome day so far. My name is Andrew Matrone, and I will be your host today alongside with Whitney Bess. Hello. Whitney, Snaps. how are you? Good. Good. I'm so excited, but I'll let you finish. Yeah, you got a haircut. <laughs> I did. Apparently, it's really short. Lana we, thinks it's really short. We all love it here at the Young Adult Podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, Connor's out today because he has a little cough. And these days <laughs> when you have a cough, uh, you might as well be a leper because you are treated like one. So Connor told us he had a little cough and wasn't feeling too good. So we said um, tummy bye to you. Yep. Um, but because of that, we have a very special guest today with us. Um, Zachary Atwood. Oh, formal. Zach, say what's Fan up. girl. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? Glad Z- to be here. Yeah, Zach's amazing. Zach does um, all the events for young adults, logistics. So if you've ever been to um, a service or a conference or retreat, it was because of Zachary Atwood. He yes. also does well, a lot of, yes? Well, I was going to say, well, to be fair, I learned everything from Whitney. You did, yeah. So, so that used to be Whitney's position. So you stand on her shoulders. There you yes. go. Yes. You might, I'm surprised I don't like crush her in the process, yeah. but it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. right. It's fine. Uh, but Zach oversees a lot of uh, stuff for our online for the, the weekend with Red Rocks Church, and he's also working on some really new uh, great things for the church to get us plugged in. So Zach does not get paid enough for all. <laughs> yeah. Can I say one thing about Zach? Yes. If you're listening to this podcast and you look like, sound like, talk like, sing like Beyonce, hit me up. I'll set you up with a blind date with Zach. But it, her, well, it would just be blind for me at that point. Yeah. Well, I'll know. That's nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. Whitney wouldn't steer you wrong. I won't. Well, that's true. I, Zach, you know me. No, Whitney, you know Whitney's me. got my back. Whitney knows. Hey, I'm like one for ten, and one of them ended in marriage. <laughs> I've set up a lot of people. One wait, of wait. them actually did end in marriage, so. When someone one for says, ten isn't a good ratio. <laughs> yeah. You're a 10% success. <laughs> when that's someone terrible. says they're a matchmaker, run for no. the hills. <laughs> that means that they have, like, joy in trying to put things together, but at the same time, it's like... It's not going to end up well. Yeah, but it's probably fine. not. Um, Whatever. Yeah, no, we're, we're we're excited for for today. Um, you know, we, we've been hitting a lot of specific topics lately. Uh, we took a couple weeks and talked about sin. Uh, <laughs> like six weeks ago, we felt like God called us to talk about that. We talked about I love Jesus, but not the church. I love Jesus, but not the Bible. And then we felt like God kind of directed our steps to talk about the Holy Spirit and talked about gifts of the Spirit. So, if you're just joining us for the first time. I'd uh, love for you to, to go back and, and scroll through. It's kind of what we do with podcasts. We look and scroll through like, yeah. what's speaking to me? So hopefully <laughs> um, over the past few months, we've hit some topics that maybe are speaking directly to you. But um, our goal with this podcast when we first started, started was always to talk to young adults specifically, like what's your season of life, being in your 20s, navigating this season. Uh, so we've kind of gotten really specific on our topics, but we always want to come back to the heart of why we do this podcast. Um which is to help you navigate this season of life. And this season of your life in your 20s is really strange. It's um, it's it's a really fun season of life, but it, it can also be really difficult because you experience so much 
you experience more like big life events in your 20s than you probably will the rest of your life. So uh, leaving home for the first time, going to college, your first job, your first interview, your first real relationship, maybe getting engaged, getting married, having kids, moving, buying a home. So yeah. those are a lot all of the, things. All the adulting things. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of things you can experience in this decade of your 20s. Um, and we've talked about our first podcast was Defining Decade because we believe that your 20s are one of the most yeah. defining decades of your life. And in your 30s, you're either continuing with mm-hmm. or you're correcting for yeah. the decisions that you made in your 20s. So that's why we do this podcast. Um, and if you don't know, we're a young adult ministry out of Red Rocks Church here in Denver, Colorado. Um, but we've had a lot of listeners from multiple places in the country. And so it's, it's been a really fun, yeah. fun road for us. So we're just going to kind of talk about just life in this season. And we don't have a really specific topic today, but, but hopefully... And the different kind of questions that we answer today, maybe it'll kind of hit you in your season of life. And mm-hmm. hopefully today you'll leave challenged and encouraged and inspired and um, all the things. So, <laughs> All the good feelings and bad feelings. Yeah. Both, you know? Yeah. So we, we've gotten reached out to a lot with a lot of questions um, on our Instagram and, and the email. Uh, what, what do people send questions to? What's the email again? Uh, YA at redrockchurch.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, great that I lead this ministry and I did not know that. Um, it's okay. Lord, Lord, I we all can't be hey, perfect. There's, there's an email button on the website. Yeah. And so you're fine. Yeah. Go to rya.org. But let's let's jump in. Uh, Zach, you're 20 something. How old are you? Um, we'll just say late 20s. Late, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that feels better. But, yeah. uh, 28. I'll yeah. be real. Okay. All right. Zach is 28. So Zach has experienced some of this life, but is also in it too. Um, so in, in your humble 20 something mm. opinion, what do you see as the thing that 20 somethings seem to be struggling with in yeah. this season of life? Um, I mean, I think, I, I mean, you talked, you talked about it a little bit ago about the, I mean, this is such a pivotal decade of our lives. Right. And because of that, I mean, we have, we have what we, we now term the quarter life crisis, (laughs) which I I mean, we jokingly say that, but I mean, it is a thing right now and it's heavy. And we always used to assume it's like, Oh, just the midlife crisis is a thing, but like there's a quarter life crisis now um, because there's so much pressure from so many different directions, from so many different people that are speaking into 20 year olds life. So I think the hardest, like one of the hardest things that I think, just at large young adults are trying to navigate is, is, is really what to do with life. What are they like almost all those big questions that they have to answer immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like, they, they do only have, it feels like this crunch time of 10 years to kind of get all of those details put together. Right. And I, I think, I think the biggest, one of the biggest pressures that I know that I've experienced personally has been this like concept of, of trying to go with the American dream with God's dream. And I think that creates a lot of tension. And it's only be, like, I mean, if we think about it, like we we grew up in American schools, we grew up in American colleges. So we have kind of this whole whole mindset of how we're supposed to live life, like yeah. get a go to college, get it's a good job. Out for us. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we assume like this is the actual plan. Right. And I mean, if you think about it, too, like we've navigated our whole lives that way, like even high school and college, we have syllabuses that tell us, hey, here's what you're going to do for the next 10 to 15 weeks. And now we're entering a season where nothing is told to us. So we're trying to navigate this. And the only baseline that we have is this this concept of an American dream. And so we feel like we have to get the job. We have to get the home. We have to get the car. We have to get the wife or husband. We have to get X, Y, Z. And so we sit in this tension Mm -hmm. of now that we're out of this plan, now that we don't have a syllabus for life, 
what are we comparing ourselves to? Like, what are we comparing our baseline to? How are we scheduling out like all of these life events that we're supposed to have? And I think it's, it is, it's a tension that we think that the American dream is God's dream. And in my, like, it's, it's completely different. And like, that is literally how God works in every single situation. Like when he, we assume he's going to heal somebody one way, he does it a completely different way. When he lives life one way, it's counter to the culture that he's living in. And I think the tension that we sit in is that we assume the American dream is right. And, and again, like I'm not saying like you shouldn't pursue things that you're passionate about. You shouldn't look for homes. You shouldn't look for spouses. You shouldn't do these things. But the intention behind it is are you doing it for the American dream? Are you doing it because God's calling you to it? Yeah. And we sit in that that awkwardness, <laughs> that that weirdness, that unfulfillment. And I think a lot of it like kind of boils down to like two concepts is like where, where we struggle with the American dream is like we find ourselves in a bitter place and it's either because the plan that we had or that we thought we had didn't, isn't going according to plan. Or there are some people who had a plan out going out of high school or going out of college and they checked all the boxes. They're at that space right now where they feel like they fulfilled this American dream. And they're sitting there saying like, well, I'm still not happy. Like, yeah. I don't have joy. I don't, I don't know what's, what's happening. And I think we see that. I think that second part is more with like the later twenties. And that first part is more with the early twenties um, where, yeah, where we just feel like things aren't going to plan or they've gone to plan and it's just not fulfilling. Yeah. And I think it's because we just need to, as, I mean, like we are very privileged to live in this country to have a, even a concept of an American dream, but we need to sit back and kind of sit and, and, contemplate like is this truly what's going to bring me happiness is yeah. this truly what's going to bring me joy or do i need to sit and and be with the father and actually learn about like what he has for me yeah because it's going to be counter to culture i think that's the that's the big thing too is like it's going to be different no that's really good like and i i, I think you you having that thought of we feel like we should be further along in mm -hmm. our in our journey than what we because of um in our culture, we think that I should probably be married by now. Or I should have this kind of yeah. job by now. Like, so when you, how do you, how do you feel like you navigate that when you get to a season of life in your twenties, say you're, uh, you're in your later twenties or your mid twenties and you're like, man, I still haven't finished school. Mm -hmm. Um, or I, I, I still live at home or mm -hmm. I still in this or, or whatever. Like, how do you, how do you reconcile with that yeah. if you're at a season in your 20s and you, you don't feel like you've reached the pinnacle of where you should be at in that yeah. season of life? I mean, I definitely think Zach brought up a really great point. And I just maybe want to warn, not warn, but um, there's definitely a movement, I'll say, of a lot of our generation and the generation to come that d deconstructs. Right. And I think... If you're in that season of like you're deconstructing things, sometimes I think it's okay. I know me and Conrad, we've been through a season where we're like, we're 28 and we don't have kids. Mm -hmm. And that maybe in our ethereal timeline would have been like, oh, yeah, we would have had kids by now. But it just hasn't. And so mm -hmm. we in, in our way, we've been like, okay, how do we deconstruct this? What, what's what been told to us, right. especially in a Christian community? And totally. people well-meaning, they're like, why don't you have kids? We're like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and out of our own, like, it's my life. yeah, <laughs> like, like, and I think a lot of the times, like young adults, since you're not, you're not in the right job, you're not in the right school, you're not in the right, or you're, you're not done with school, you don't have kids, you're not married, you don't have a house. Like, mm -hmm. there's this temptation to start deconstructing, mm -hmm. 
everything, including mm-hmm. faith. And I would just say um, there has to be ultimate truth and authority in your life. And so like for Conrad and I, you know, we've been like, you know, yes, one day we do want to start a family and that day is not today. So how can we best love and serve God Mm -hmm. and say yes to opportunity and not necessarily like deconstruct and be uh, like bitter? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I know I definitely have seen that in young adults. Like out of our insecurity, we've torn down the system. Right. Yeah. And I I think to encourage somebody who who this resonates with, this is your journey. Yeah. And your journey is exactly that. Yeah. Your journey. (laughs) Like and and I think that that God has created each one of us uniquely. Like Mm -hmm. he created uh, all three of us very different. Yeah. Very different um, circumstances, family backgrounds, personality types, all the different things. And so God deals with you uniquely. Yeah. Um, God's going to deal with your situation very different from mine and vice versa. And so I think to to have a little bit of grace on yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and may, now I'll say this. Maybe you're running amok in your life right now. Yeah. So there's a reason why you're not experiencing yeah. some of the things in life that you think that you should be because you've been disobedient. Yeah. You're, you're, you're living a, a way that you know in your heart isn't the path that God has for you. So maybe you need to check that aspect of your life of like, okay, yeah. are there some areas in my life where I've been disobedient? Because I, I do believe that blessing and favor follows obedience. So so mm-hmm. check check your heart on that. Yeah. But also have a little bit of grace of like, okay, for whatever reason, this is the journey that God has me on. And, and that's okay. And yeah. so God, what are you trying to teach me in this season? Because obviously the thing that you want God may not feel like you're ready for. And if he gave you the thing that you wanted right now, the thing that you want might actually destroy you. When in a few years from now, it might be a giant blessing. See, I know you want to get married right now, and it's like all you can think about, but maybe you're not ready for that. Mm -hmm. And if if you had that, you might end up divorced in a couple years, real talk. Um, And so, so God knows, trust. We always come back to that. Just trust. Have a little bit of grace in yourself. Yeah. Um, This is your journey. And quit looking to the right or left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I yeah. like, I mean, that kind of, I had to look up this verse real quick because I think it's 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 a verse that we quote so many times because um, I, and maybe Whitney, <laughs> you and I can speak to this because we are the event people who love to plan things and yeah. love mm-hmm. to have structure. And like when things don't go according to plan, we have that stress. We have that, that anxiety of like, wait, I'm not where I'm supposed to be or I'm not right. supposed to be here. Um, and I, I, we use this verse so often and it's Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I mean, the first thing that I think of, like, for I know the plans I have for you. And I think our desire as 20-somethings is, again, like, our life has been planned. So much of it has been planned. And God's saying, like, no, I have your plan now. Yeah. I know the plan. You need to trust. And like what you said, like, be obedient. Like, there is obedience when you are listening, when you're trusting his plan because he has it, not you. Mm -hmm. And he will prosper you. He won't harm you. He will give you hope and a future. And even like verse 12, then you will call me and come pray to me and I will listen to you. It's like the thing is, is like we have to be obedient by sitting with him. And what's verse 13? 13. You will seek seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Proof. Like it's it, it's it is this thing of we we have to be obedient and trust his plan and we can't necessarily meddle in it. That being said, like, yes, there are things that we do have to, to partake in and like God calls us to partake in certain things. And he wants us to carry out things. But 
ultimately we we just have to we have to sit and trust that his plan is better mm-hmm. it's hard like <laughs> i mean yeah. i think i think that's honestly like the the battle of life is sitting and trusting in obedience what he has for you right because it is difficult because yeah there is an expectation on your life and I think we can all agree, like, social media doesn't make it any better when you see your friends getting engaged, when you see your friends getting married and having babies and buying homes and cars. And it's like, well, this was the plan that I was supposed to have. Yeah. Oh, but, like, I yeah. don't. But there, there is a level of, of seeking yeah. mm-hmm. God that provokes a response from God. Totally. And so we love to say God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Well, right before that, it says delight yourself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, seek your happiness in the Lord, mm-hmm. and then he'll give you. So... Um, yeah, if you find yourself in this season, like, man, lean into the Word of God, lean into the Lord, yeah. and I think those the things that you want or the things that He wants for you will begin to to manifest in your life. Um, you know, this, this is an interesting season uh, of life on multiple multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all the the race issues, and we have COVID, and all the things people on totally different spectrums of that and and then we also have the election coming up and we're really close to that and and it's just our country i think people feel like our country is in disarray like it's never been before and i just i think that's a load of bs like we we live in a broken fallen world and and we all have our stuff we have an an amazing country but we have our stuff we have our issues and and we have our problems and um, and I understand that it feels a little bit heightened right now, but but we are in a, in a heightened time of of yeah. our of our country for sure, and especially with like the election ramping up, it's hard to watch TV with commercial because <laughs> right yeah. you're like, I want to fight somebody. <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to believe or who to believe. This is stressing me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a tough thing to navigate for a lot of twenties. And so, how does like a a twenty something? Uh, maintain and, and build relationships yeah. in a time when I have such polarizing opinions from even mm-hmm. people that are very close to me. Mm-hmm. I love this question. And I've asked this question myself yeah. so many times in this season. And just last week I was talking to this guy and he's been a friend of Conrad's for since high school. Mm-hmm. And he just is so far one political way and that's the only way he can see and um we were just talking and he was saying some really bold Mm. bold statements about culture about politics about religion and me as a christian i could have disagreed or said try to bring him to maybe more of the middle ground or for Mm. understanding and I just sat there and I listened and asked questions. And um, there was a moment actually where he told me, he said, you know what? Conrad is actually the only Christian guy I know that genuinely loves me. Wow. And I can, oh. and I know that. I started crying. And then he started crying. And, <laughs> and they couldn't have further beliefs on the spectrum. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And I left that, and I obviously told Conrad, and he started crying. Um, <laughs> he's a crier, though. He's a crier. He's an angel. Uh, but, no, I read this book a couple years ago, and it's called, if you want to look it up, it's called The Revolutionary Communicator. And it's like $5 on Amazon. But basically, it just talks about how Jesus was the answer. He is God incarnate. And yet, he's still coming across like sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes and people that did really bad things, people with crazy political views, the rich young ruler, like, and he would ask questions. And I think in this season, 
I was just reading Ecclesiastes 3 and it says, there's a time for everything under the sun and a time to keep silence and a time to speak. And I did a word study on this and the the word keep silence, it's not keep silent with a T, it's keep silence. And that word in Hebrew is hold peace. And I think in this season, um, there's also like a tribe of Israel and it's Issachar, men of Issachar. And it says in First Chronicles 12 that they understood the signs of the times. And I think as a Christian right now, it is, t- it is a time to keep silence. And I think the best thing we can do for the people in our lives, especially um, for our black communities, is to keep peace, is to hold peace yeah. and to listen and to not fight and to make our white voice heard. (laughs) It is a time of peace um, because there's so much volatility going on and there's so much with our friends that don't believe the same political way, whatever. It's not about, it's not a time to speak. I I, I believe personally. Because there's a difference between peacekeeper and peacemaker, right? Right. We've talked about this before where a peacekeeper is just like the person who's like, won't argue it. I'm like, just argue yeah. and fight with me right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but then a peacemaker is like an, an active, yeah. I'm going to actively try to, to mm-hmm. make peace and, and, to, and to bring peace. And I I think that that's who we have to be mm-hmm. in, in yeah. this season of life. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I love the kind of Whitney, how you're describing like this, this maintaining silence and maintaining peace and being almost like a mutual ground. Because I think to your point, like there are obviously – so many political views in so many different directions yeah. in so many different areas and they're both just arguing with each other. Like there's mm-hmm. no compromise kind of in the middle. There's no development I feel in so many different ways, but like we, we are almost meant to be kind of the bridge. And I think the bridge is, is so counterculture mm-hmm. to what we have right now where everyone's supposed to have an opinion. You're supposed to express it. You're supposed to tell people ABC, this is what we're supposed to do. But like to be counter to culture, to be counter a little bit different to, to, to shake it up a little bit, like maybe you're supposed to be the person who's just supposed to sit in peace and yeah. and bring peace and bring compromise and bring just a level of of engagement between the two because both sides are going to express what they have, mm-hmm. but we're meant to kind of sit in the middle and maybe yeah bridge, just be a bridge for people. Yeah, I think that we feel like we either have to be to compromise or combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, right. if I'm not combating you then I'm compromising with you. Yeah. And so, and I, I, I think that there's got to be some kind of middle ground. Um, like Sean, our, our lead pastor, preached a, a brilliant message a few yeah. weeks ago in our Kingdom Culture series. Talked about how do you, how do I respond? And I think that, because we feel a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? So uh-huh. how do I love people like scriptures? And I want to do. Like, yeah. I don't think all Christians are like, I just want to destroy everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to love people, but I also feel really, really strong mm-hmm. about certain issues. And I, I think that that's, that's something that, that we have to navigate. And I think that you have to have a healthy stance on, on where you're at in life. If you're not willing to sit down and have a conversation w- with somebody in love and, and try to yeah. hear yeah. them and understand them. That's so good. Then don't, don't respond to them. Yeah. Um, and, and and so I'm not saying compromise with people. I'm not saying compromise your beliefs, Com- yeah. even compromise your opinions. Um, but allow yourself to be able to sit with people and yeah. and 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 hear them. And when you hear them, they'll hear you. And and yeah. and if they don't, then maybe there's not relationship that's needed right then. But also, don't be a combative Christian. Yes. Um, Jesus was combative 
with religious yeah men and women like that mm-hmm. that's who he was combative with um because he was bringing a, a new gospel so I, I think that we just have to be really careful with how we engage Kashana lead pastor says how many times has have you fired back at somebody uh-huh. or they fired back at you and you're like oh you know what now <laughs> Todd yeah. yeah or you're like you know what now because you cussed at me I believe what you believe thank you yeah. so much for destroying <laughs> yes. me no one ever comes to your side you changed just by yeah. screaming at them yeah. yeah yeah so I think there is a level of like humility and unity yeah. those are my two words in this season mm-hmm. humility and unity even yeah. with people on our church staff, yeah, who who were on, we believe very different things yeah. about COVID, mm-hmm. um, and it actually hurt our relationship for for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I was like humility and unity. If you're humble and you fight for unity, you're fighting for things that are of kingdom culture and the kingdom of God. And I think God can work in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God will not work in pride and disunity. Mm-hmm. The enemy comes to seek to kill, steal, and destroy and divide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he can get us to divide, he, he can create a lot of, yeah. and stir up a lot of things. Doesn't Paul talk about that in Romans? It says, there's like the least among you, go to them. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. if someone's obviously an alcoholic, you're going to maybe not drink in front of them. It's yeah. the same thing. If someone is mm-hmm. sick or is predisposed or has children that are sick and yeah. can be predisposed, like go to them. Like, yeah. does not matter what you personally believe. It's... Once again, there's a standard in the Bible that makes it so clear and easy to love people mm-hmm. and be humble yeah. and stay unified. Well, and think think of in this season how much politically we are fighting against each other and Christians are making these like really strong stances and, and fighting even friends or people that they could have had influence with. And we make these really in, like intense stances in this season of life, but then Trump and Biden are going to be gone in a, in a few. <laughs> yeah. Like we're yeah. we're going to move past it, but you've you've burnt so many bridges yeah. Yeah. because you got fired up in this one season of life. So we're not saying don't have belief systems. We're not saying right. don't yeah. have conversations, um, but don't be combative and ugly yeah. and disunified mm-hmm. and prideful because it it just won't turn out well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, like kind of what you just mentioned, like in in uh, I think it was in that message that Sean talks about like uh, the, the concept of like, will this matter in a hundred years? And th- you kind of have to start approaching those conversations in that same context. Cause yes, like you mentioned, like this is a very intense time in our country, a lot yeah. of division. And so the things that you say right now, the things that you think right now, will they matter in a hundred years? The, th- the comment that you put on Facebook and you're aggressively saying something, it may not matter in a hundred years, but it will matter in a couple when you're trying to evangelize with somebody, when you're trying to talk mm-hmm. to somebody about something and they, yeah. they can see like, Oh, but you were really ruthless to me yeah. in yeah. 2020. Yeah. Why? Like, and again, like I, I think we're as Christians called in some way, shape or form to approach a cultural norm and do it in a different way. So like when we approach conversations, we're supposed to do it differently where mm-hmm. we're supposed to bring priests. We're supposed to, to be a little different in that sense. And because they're expecting it, I think, from friends, from families who are non-believers to combat them back. Like mm-hmm. they, they kind of have that. They're like ready for that because like they've already got their, they've got their fists up. They're ready to do. Like they're ready to throw down. And if you were to come at it with a peaceful situation, how much more evangelistic would that be? Like they're gonna be like, whoa, wait, this is not what I had expected yeah. from any. Like, yeah. But you're supposed to argue with me, like, mm-hmm. especially because like, oh, you're probably like an evangelistic Christian that the mm-hmm. politics say that you are. You're supposed to fight me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. Like, maybe you're actually just supposed to sit back and like actively listen, actively love, actively engage. And again, that doesn't compromise like your values necessarily. 
but at least you're you're building a bridge rather than burning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard, heard a pastor say because you know we're, we're not fully back at church anywhere in the country, really the world, and Red Rocks Church especially not right now. Um, but I heard a pastor say he said church will look when we come back. Church will look how Christians have looked mm-hmm. in this past season of life, <laughs> and and I was like, yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. have we have a great opportunity in this really difficult season of life, man, at the workplace, um, to be so kind and loving and compassionate and sit with people. Everyone's hurting right now. Man, yeah. everyone's hurting in some, and it all comes out. If you're not a healthy person, it comes out in some ugly way. And so, but how we are as a believer right now will determine our influence yeah. as a church mm-hmm. in in the years to come. So. Um, I've really been been holding on to that, and yeah, um, you know, I, I think this season of, of COVID, it stirred the pot for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that I've heard this from a lot of people, and because me and my wife Jerica have talked about this a lot, but it kind of feels like COVID has us rethinking every aspect of life <laughs> a little bit. Of okay, what am I supposed to do with my life? I thought I liked my job. But now I'm working from home and I hate my job. <laughs> um, I thought I had really good friends, but now we never see each other, and I actually just feel really, really lonely. Maybe I should move. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I know I found myself in this season, like, okay, is this God speaking that I need to make some major shifts in my life, yeah. or is this just like the emotion of of the, the season right now? Yeah. I don't know. What are you, what are you guys' thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it definitely is. It's an emotional time. I mean, you're sitting. I think like when you sit with yourself for so long, you overthink, you overanalyze, you're over emotional. And so you have to have the patience and the due diligence to kind of know like, okay, I have to sit in this because if I make an impulsive decision, it could change the trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. And because again, the twenties are so important. They're so, they're so foundational for the rest of your adult life. You need to actually take more time to do that. I think it's hard because again, we, we have things that we see. We have the ability to compare ourselves really quickly to somebody else. And so maybe maybe it's just like you just deleting Instagram for a minute so that way you can actually make a solid decision. Yeah. And it's sitting with the Lord rather than sitting on Instagram because Instagram will make you compare. Instagram will make you insecure. It'll say like, well, okay, then it's definitely reinforcing that I'm not in the right job. It's definitely right. reinforcing that I have to do X, Y, Z. But I think like if you were to maybe delete those for this season when you're making such a big decision – and just sit and, and gain wisdom from God. Like that's what he, I think that's what he wants for us. I know that's what he wants for us. He right. wants us to sit and be obedient to his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so sitting back and 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 kind of just analyzing before you make decisions and analyzing with God ultimately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> this is, it's just so hard too, because I know like I sit in those emotions and like I'm, I'm in the part, uh, I'm in the the part of my life right now where I'm looking to to move out. Like I'm looking to move on and like get a, get a place for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's even harder when like the Denver market's just like crazy where it's like my, my real estate agent's like, Hey, if you see a place, like we need to make an offer that day. And I'm like, Whoa, hey. like yeah. I need at least like a night to pray about yeah. it, like with God. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like if it's not, he'll, he'll give me a direction. Um, but it is just so hard for us to, to sit back and actually just pause and wait on the Lord. Yeah. Um, but we have to as Christians again. And I think, again, that's countercultural to what we, what we see in the world. Like the world Mm -hmm. is telling you make that decision now, make this impulsive decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But we need to truly test and see, is this an emotional thing, an emotional reaction, or is it a wise decision for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think when there's no worse feeling than feeling stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And when you're stuck, you kind of panic a little bit. It's like when you get in quicksand and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck. And what's what's always the, the fame when you grew up? You're like, I'm going to get stuck in quicksand at some point. <laughs> Every movie had it. Every single yeah. one. You're like, that's quicksand. Uh, but what you always saw in all the movies yeah. is the more you try to fight and claw mm-hmm. your way out, the worse it got. And, and that's how I think for a lot of people, this season has got you feeling stuck. Oh, yeah. And so you've looked uh, to other relationships, other jobs, other places to live, and you feel a lot of things, and you think that change of uh, change of location might might yeah. shift mm-hmm. things for you. And so I, I think that when when we feel stuck, we we try to force change. And so, but I also do believe because I've seen it in my own life, and I've seen it in a lot of conversations I've had with young adults. I had one yesterday with with a girl. Um, is is that Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe this is just God's grace. Like he has, he has you in the spot because he's been trying to teach you things. Mm -hmm. And there's been, there's going to be so many amazing, beautiful things that come out of this season of life. Um, But this girl is trying to figure out, I feel like I'm supposed to change my job and move Mm. to a different state. And, and I'm like, okay, how long you been feeling this? She's like, since the second quarantine hit. I was like, so what do you feel when you pray? She's like, I feel that. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what do you feel when you don't pray? She's like, I feel like I need to stay in my comfort zone. Mm, like I feel like, yeah. and so, so I think that how do how do I know I'm hearing from God in this season? Was well, it been like a consistent voice? Did you just get fired up one night yeah. because you saw something <laughs> and you got mad at your boss? You're like, screw it, I'm out of here. I'm working from home anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or has this been like a consistent voice um, where every time you pray, every time you seek the Lord, you're reminded of like, no, you're supposed to you're supposed yeah. to go. I'm, I have this for you. So, mm-hmm. um. So I, I think if COVID, if this has you rethinking your entire life, has this been a consistent thing, or has it been just like an, a moment mm-hmm. of frustration? Mm-hmm. You know? well, jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it's such our 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 desire when we feel stuck to build momentum, like because we again we we you don't want to be you don't want to have that feeling of stuck. Like it's just not in our human nature. I don't believe for us to to sit in one place for a while to to be okay with something that maybe we we didn't plan or we didn't desire or we feel isn't isn't appropriate for us. Mm-hmm. And so we we could get easily tempted into building false momentum. And kind of like what you were saying, like you need, like is this a one time thing? Is this a one time notion? Is this gonna build false momentum? Is it gonna be fun for like a couple a couple of days, like, oh yeah, you got a new job, like the first sixty days, great, wonderful. But is it going to actually is the core reason why you wanted to move still there? Like mm-hmm. is it because you struggle with sitting under authority? Is it is it because you struggle with um, maybe the even just the line of work that you're in, you don't feel passionate, like you're not in belief of it. Yeah. And so, is that core is that core issue going to change with this this false momentum push, or is it genuinely going to be a change of heart that God has for you that's going to bring you into a new season of life? Right. So yeah, you just have to sit and pray. And I mean, the biggest thing is yeah, sitting and praying mm-hmm. and being with God. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, this might be really dumb. Andrew, you're going to roll your eyes again. <laughs> I never roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have videos. We can, we can it's go back It's an analogy of my chickens. Uh, I feel like it was applicable. Best farms. Applicable. Best right. farms. Right. Okay. So. We'll rate we, it one out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please do. Please do. Mm. Um, we had just gotten our chicks the week quarantine started. I said, I will go crazy mentally if I don't have a little side hustle <laughs> and obviously wanted eggs and all the things so we got these chicks and chickens up until six to seven months that's when they start laying eggs there is a lot of work i didn't realize you had to put in 
for those six to seven months. Like you had to keep their temperature just right. And then we moved on from, it sounds really gross. They're in our bedroom downstairs. They're inside <laughs> you know? chickens. Well, they were when they were chicks. <laughs> then we had to move them outside of the garage. No chicken isn't inside. I know. That's I, that's people were so nightmare. grossed out by us. They're like, what? <laughs> our cleaners were like, why do you have these in this room? I don't know. So then we moved them out to the garage. Then we had to build this chicken fortress and there's so much room each chicken needs and then you have to make a waterproof um coop for them and then you if you have to also let them free range like what you build is not enough and it's this huge process and you can't skip over the process because chickens they only lay eggs when they feel safe when they feel um happy um, and then they'll produce what you want and you, but you, you, you cannot skip over to be like, Oh, I just want eggs. Yeah. And I think this Good. COVID season has been so exposing. This election cycle mm-hmm. has been extremely exposing. Um, different social issues have been extremely exposing to your heart and right. propensities right. you have, and you can't skip over God wants to do something. It's so evident in culture, in our lives, in the church. And for us to skip this season and say, we want the next. We want a new job. We want to make these crazy life transitions. But you haven't learned to wait for the Lord. Mm. This has been a huge season of waiting. Yeah. Um, You're not going to get the desired outcome. You're not going to just wake up one day and have eggs. And I remember the first day, it was about two weeks ago, I go to the chicken coop and I bend down after so much work and I see tiny, it was the size of a grape. I have a picture of it, (laughs) a tiny little egg. And these eggs will grow as the chickens mature. Um, And I actually had a single tear come down my face. And I, and God, I really do think spoke to me and was like, this is my promises for you. There is a process. There is waiting. Yeah. There is seeking, but there's also protection that goes in, that, right. that's involved yeah. in that and protecting your own heart. And so anyways, all that to say, I feel like my chickens spoke to me. Hey, I, I <laughs> right like, by story. <laughs> I loved it. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I, I but I also I love chickens. So. No, that, that's a that's a great story, but, yeah. but God is a God of process. Yeah. And and God is a God who uh, who puts dreams and promises yeah. and um but but it, it takes it takes time and mm-hmm. and uh promise given is never the same as promise received yeah you know and and you felt like we got chickens and this like promise of eggs yeah <laughs> and it, it was a grape <laughs> it was a grape um uh but but I think that, that, that that's just kind of how God operates. And I think that we get really frustrated and we try to rush out of the process or just give up on it at all mm-hmm. yeah. completely. Like, yeah. all right, I'm done with these chickens. I'm gonna, we're going to get Which almost away. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or our dog's been trying to eat them for a long time and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but I, I do think that it's it's one of those things that and, – and the reality is, is, is process and waiting, mm-hmm. it creates – uh, character that wasn't there before. It uh-huh. creates integrity. One hundred percent. It creates work ethic. Mm-hmm. It creates, um, like Endurance. in the process. Yes, is when you're becoming, um, the, the husband mm-hmm. or the father that that God's gonna actually put into your life one day. So, um, I know that we live in a world who who wants, um, 
you to be seen as yeah. quick as possible. That's just yeah. not how the kingdom of God works. Mm-hmm. And so if you find yourself in that place, don't don't be frustrated. Don't try to um, rush the process. Don't try to move past it so quick. And and man, take a second to, to be like, okay, God, you have had me in this place for mm-hmm. s- what going on seven months now. Mm-hmm. Man, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. What is it about myself? Don't maybe stop asking the question like, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe start asking the question like, God, what do you want me to see? Yeah. About myself, God, uh, I've said this many times. God, don't deliver me. Reveal to me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you've been praying like, God, just get me out of this situation. <laughs> get me out of this house. Get me out of this city. And God's like, no, no, no. I, I'm trying to reveal something to you. So don't yeah. pray for mm-hmm. revelation or don't pray for deliverance. Pray for revelation. Yeah, season. that's so good. Super important. Yeah. Well, just one one more thought. I know that we've we've been uh, yapping for <laughs> for a while here. Um, hopefully you haven't been hitting that 30 second fast forward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Andrew's talking again. Ding, 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 ding. He's still talking. Ding, 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 ding. You know. Anyway, yeah, so uh, so what, what would you guys, if you could give, with your your life experience, what you guys have experienced this season, like what, what's one piece of advice that you would love to give a twenty something, um, in in this current current season, current climate? Me first. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Oh, um, <laughs> I, th- I I think for me, it, I mean it's it's kind of what we just touched on is is sitting back and sitting with God and trusting His plan. I know that's like. I, it's such an elementary thing that I think we we talk about so often at church and we talk so often as Christians like this is oh yeah just sit back and wait and abide and but like it's so much harder to actually put into into action <laughs> than it is um and you have to act on it because then you will you will see the fruit you will see the the chicken egg mm-hmm. as some might say um but I think one of the biggest things too that like God has revealed to me in the season is is kind of this idea of of sitting and living in quiet and like well We'll pull out the Bible because this is yeah this is a biblical podcast so we can we it's can a bring big this Bible. Out. It is. Yeah. I know. Well, big girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and it came from a this whole concept came from a book uh, by John Mark Comer, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful book. Read it if you haven't, especially if you're a super type A ambitious aggressive person who likes to plan, which isn't you at all. No, I I am so free flowing and calm and yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but well, and that's why this this book and this verse speak to me so much in this season of life. And it's um 1 Thessalonians 4:10 through 11, and I'll just go to the, the the juicy part. Um but we urge you brothers and sisters do this more and more to aspire to live quietly and to mind to your own affairs. Work with your hands as we instructed you. And I think like I, I think there's just such an opportunity in this season again is, I mean, we've touched on this so many times is just sitting in peace, sitting in quiet, being different than culture and allowing like God to speak through your actions rather than you speaking through your own words. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's, that's what I tend to do is like, I, I want to, I want to say things I want to do like, but like I, I should let God be prevalent in my actions and letting him just sit in the moment yeah. with me, letting him sit in peace with me, letting me sit with him in peace um, and not build up false momentum to not fake something that's not from him to not actually listen and be obedient to him, but to genuinely just live quietly, live differently. Um, Cause I think like that's such an evangelistic tool. Again, like our, our call here on earth is to go forth and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the Holy spirit. And we're not going to do that by 
living the exact same way as culture right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to do that by being a part of culture. Yes. Like that is hugely important. Like we need to be involved in culture. We right. need to be engaged. Right. But how are we living? Are we going to live different? Are we going to live quietly? And so I, I think for me, just in this season, it's just it's just being at peace with his plan, at being at peace with what he has and and trusting that he has everything. Mm-hmm. It's and again, it's it's that is the point of life, I think, is to is to learn and to process and to develop that skill and mm-hmm. and, and to to use that to share the gospel with others. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Zach. Three stamps for Zach. Oh. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would just say um what I've discovered in this season is it's okay to have relational intimacy with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think before COVID, there were so many things that I wanted God to do in our life and mm-hmm. in our ministry and in our the people in our ministry and what I've realized is I, there was so much hurt that I feel like I carried from God, not from him, but like towards him mm-hmm. that I never really knew. And I think like now I'm at a place where I don't know, I don't, I don't need to like fight for his character oh. or to show that yeah. he is good. Yeah. All the time, <laughs> you know, and I just I felt like really freed up to feel. And that is something that I definitely did not have freedom in before COVID. And so just, um, yeah, maybe in this season, you've just been feeling like you need to have all the pieces together. You have to have all the right answers. You need to fight people on social media. You like, And it's just (laughs) like, "Ah." and it's okay to like go to the Lord and just be vulnerable and say, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to do here. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. And let him minister to you. And I don't know. I felt like I've fallen in love with Jesus Mm, 10 times over. Um, And it's by allowing myself to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. If I could. Yeah. Three snaps. (laughs) Oh, Zach, you the snap queen. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. I I think if I, if I could say one thing God's been teaching me in this season, uh, and I know I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm not that far removed, <laughs> suckers. Um, this, is, this is wisdom. Yeah. This is wisdom. wisdom. We're the, old, sage. the old yes. man. Um, no, it's just re- remember why you're here. I've mm-hmm. been feeling that so much in this season because I've been like in COVID. There's been so much um, focus on me, myself, my family. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like God has been really reminding me of like, why are you here, Andrew? Like mm-hmm. you're first here to like know me, mm-hmm. engage with me. Um, to love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. So, like, I feel like God has been re-engaging my yeah. faith. So, like, re-engage your faith. Get back in your word. It's okay. I know that you've gotten back in some sin patterns. You made some dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. You haven't prayed or worshipped or read your Bible in seven months. That's okay. Like, mm-hmm. God God sees that. God God gives grace, but re-engage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, like, I'm here to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To continue to love on people. And COVID has been a weird season for, for me as a pastor because yeah. I'm such like an in-the-room kind of person. Like I, I want to mm-hmm. hug, I want to talk to you, I want to shake your hand. Yeah. I wanna, and COVID's kind of really taken that away. Um, but I had this moment yesterday where I drove past this construction worker. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God was like, 
go pray yeah. with that man. And I'm like, nah, nah, he's around a bunch of his other construction friends. It's weird. Construction people intimidate me for some, maybe because you're more manly than I am. Whatever. And I literally drove around and I drove past him three times, literally three times. He was probably also like terrified of you at that point. He's but, like, the, oh. but the third time I drove by, he was sitting on a truck with his hands and his head in his hands. Mm. And I felt like God spoke a word. And, mm. and I pulled over and I was like, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of this other crap freaking matters. Yeah. Like Trump, Biden, yeah. social media, all this crap that I worry about, COVID, it doesn't matter. What mm-hmm. matters is God has called me to love this man. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I'm not too, to toot my own horn. I literally drove past him 17 times. <laughs> um, but I felt like God was like, I want this man to see your face, and I want I want him to know that he's seen by you and by me. Yeah. And and I got out, and I went and spoke a word over him, and I prayed with him. Mm-hmm. And his, like, face went from like, this downcast to this, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I was just reminded of, like, Andrew, this is me and yeah. my wife have been talking about this a lot of, like, yeah. man, we're trying to create this whole comfortable life yeah. and God did not call us to comfort. Yeah. He called oh, us yeah. to engage with him. And, um, and Jesus said in Mark, like those who sacrifice and give their lives for me, like I'll, I'll give brothers and sisters and houses. Like I will give you, you will receive a hundredfold yeah. mm-hmm. with persecution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to be easy. There will be trials and tribulations, but remember why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not here to make your name great. Mm-hmm. You're not here to, to get all your dreams and to, Fill all the visions that you've ever had for your life. Your dream is to know God, make God known, serve God, yeah. uh, and walk in that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's my final thought. If you're still here with us, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, they're here. This is yeah, yeah. Three, in three snaps for Andrew. Yes, thank you, yes. thank you, Zach. Well, we have to. I mean, we started the snaps. We got to snap around. So. Yeah. All right, Zach, pray for us. All right, oh, dear Lord, I thank you so much for this time. Um, for this for this conversation, Lord, where we get to speak about you, speak about your truth, speak about who you are and your character. And Lord, I pray that even in the craziness, even in the chaos of this world, Lord, that you, Lord, that you just reveal yourselves to us, Lord, and to everyone who's listening to everyone who is sitting in anguish and hurt and pain and confusion. Lord, I pray that you just you reveal yourself to them, Lord, mm-hmm. that you give them peace in this moment, that you give them clarity in this moment, but Lord, that you just you reveal who you are to them, Lord, um, because that's all we want. And Lord, I think in this season we can, we have an opportunity to take advantage of it, to to sit with you even more. And so, Lord, I pray that we take advantage of it. I pray that we sit with you. I pray that we seek your wisdom, your guidance, your love, your compassion. And Lord, I pray that we remind ourselves our ultimate goal isn't to do anything on this earth, but to just go forth and make disciples, to love on people, and to bring them to to know who you are, Lord. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for the opportunities that you're going to present to us and to everyone um, to have those opportunities, Lord, to speak to people about you. Mm It's in your powerful, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, great job today, Zach. Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. You're amazing. This was fun. That's right. I know. Just remember, blind date. If you look like Beyonce, (laughs) hit me up. Please, yeah. please do. We need that. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today for the Young Adult Podcast. Uh, if you have enjoyed this all, we'd love for you to share it. Click subscribe on whatever channel uh, that you listen to. But, hey, we love you guys so much, and we will see you next time. Bye. Peace. Bye.